This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. Let go. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out. What's up, America? So it was wild card weekend. We had six games, and I just want to say this has proved me wrong, and I was 6-0. and That means I was perfect. I got all of them right, and we're going to go down the list. Let's talk about the first game that just happened on Monday night. Cardinals, Rams. The Rams beat the bricks off of them. They been, the Rams laid the smack down on them. The Rams put them out submission. They tapped them out. Whatever word, whatever superlative you want to use. The Rams did that to the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals have not been the same since DeAndre Hopkins have gotten hurt. They are three and four without him. They've been losing left and right. They lost on a Thursday night at home against Aaron Rodgers with three of his top receivers out for the game. But let's talk about this game. The Arizona Cardinals defense can't stop nobody. They couldn't stop Sonny Michelle. They couldn't stop Cam Akers coming off an Achilles injury. They had over 120 yards rushing. Matthew Stafford didn't really need to do much. He was very pedestrian. Threw the ball less than 20 times. OBJ came out first, first quarter. Hit you with that touchdown on that fade, monster receiver, and the Los Angeles Rams never looked back. The very next series, Vaughn Miller showed why he was giving up all those draft picks to get him in Los Angeles because he came with a big sack. And Aaron Donald still wrecking havoc, whether it was in the run game or in the pass game. And now, after laying the smack down on the Arizona Cardinals, are going to Tampa Bay for a rematch against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I'll tell y'all who's going to win that game coming up a little later in the show. But I told y'all the Los Angeles Rams were going to be a force to be reckoned with before the season started, and they're showing out. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals, whether he was at Texas Tech, or he's with the Cardinals, the second half of the season, they've been putrid. They've been pathetic. They've been anemic. So, obviously, he's the only common denominator. Kyler Murray, he looked small last night. Period, point blank. That interception, that should have just been a safety, Lord have mercy. Who the hell you think you are? You think you're Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz said, now, don't try to be like me. The Arizona Cardinals have a lot to change now they had a good season given expectations but how the second half ended for them in the playoffs reminded me of the Pittsburgh Steelers last year when they started 11 and 0 they just look pathetic down the stretch just call it what it is so Arizona 
Y'all got a lot of older players on your team. J.J. Watts, you know, the A.J. Green. We hope Buda Baker's okay. He's one of your prominent players. But a lot of old players on that team, y'all going to need to retool and see if y'all can compete in the NFC West moving forward. But the Los Angeles Rams move on, and guess who they play? Tom and his territory in Tampa Bay. Now that we've gotten the Monday night game over, let's talk about the controversial game. Dallas Cowboys, 49ers. I told y'all the 49ers was going to win. Sure, I told y'all who's going to win for every single game because I was 6-0. and The 49ers did what they always do. They ran the ball. They really didn't turn the ball over outside of that Jimmy G mistake, and they was able to get to Dak Prescott. They ran the ball for 169 yards. They were able to hold time of possession. They was able to they were they were able to sack Dak Prescott five times. And once again, I told y'all the Dallas Cowboys are overrated, flat out. When they play good teams, they're horrible. Dak Prescott is one game over 500 outside of the division, the NFC East. When he's inside the division, he's lost less than eight games. That should tell you what the Dallas Cowboys are. Overrated bunch. They just are. When they play good teams, they're bad. Zeke Elliott couldn't run the ball. They couldn't get plays down the field. C.D. Lamb. Shoot, he needed a CDL license because he was non-existent. He was horrible. He was had five targets, one catch for 21 yards. Cooper had an okay day, six for 64. But that defense, I felt like the Dallas Cowboys defense was good. That offense was putrid. All those numbers they be having, they stat stuff unlike any other team in the NFL. You saw what the Dallas Cowboys did to the Eagles. Both both ends, whether it was at home or away, what they did to the Washington football team on Sunday night, they just, when they play bad teams, like they get to six times a year, they dominate. But then when they go outside of the division, their most impressive win, if you really want, we want to be honest, was the Patriots, and they got shellacked. And then the other one was the Chargers, and they even make the playoffs. So the Dallas Cowboys, y'all just never going to win the Super Bowl. Y'all, y'all never gonna get there. Y'all like Invo. Never gonna get it. 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 Never gonna. Wow, wow, wow. Never gonna. Y'all horrible. Y'all trash. Y'all pathetic. Y'all overrated. And everybody want to talk about that last play. I don't blame their offensive coordinator Kellen Moore for calling a draw play. I don't blame Mike McCarthy for ALKing a draw play. I blame Dak Prescott for running for too long. What you should have done was slide at the 28-yard line. But no, you wanted to get more yards, and you thought the referee was closer to you. Mind you, you need to give the ball to the referee because he sets the football on the line of scrimmage, and the time keeps going. But obviously, you was more concerned about giving it to your offensive lineman. Should have took a page out of Larry Fitzgerald because as soon as he be catching there in a two-minute warning, he gives the ball to the ref because they spot the ball. You would have had about two to one seconds on a 28-yard line attempting to score in the end zone where you can actually call an actual good play. But the but the results is the same. Dallas Cowboys, I told you I was going to lose. 
Y'all gonna lose. Y'all did lose. Point blank, period. Y'all not that good of a football team. The 49ers, they know their identity. They ran the ball down your throat. Debo Samuel's one of the best wide receivers in the game. He's one of the best weapons in the game. He's one of the best offensive weapons in the game, period, point blank. I don't want to hear anything about him. Brandon, uh, you played well. That defensive line was hellacious. Armstead, Mick Bosa before he got hurt. Hope he comes back healthy. And more importantly, Fred Warner came, came out of that game healthy, good to go. So we'll see him in the divisional round against the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers' neighborhood in Green Bay. Now, that's to put me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. That's to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Now let's talk about some of the blowouts. The first one, the Eagles, Bucks. Man, Tom Brady was surgical. He demolished them. I told y'all this season was gonna hurt. Jalen Hurt, he looked like he was not himself. Threw the ball 43 times. Didn't seem like he was able to get out of the pocket. Only ran the ball eight times. And I felt like watching the game that he had more opportunities to get outside, get to the edge, gain some yards. But they were pathetic. The Eagles were pathetic. And if you look at their record, when they played a team that's currently in the playoffs this past regular season, they didn't win a game. So this winning streak that they were on, Trying to get into the postseason, they paid a bunch of bums, quarterbacks, or rookie quarterbacks, and that's why they were in the playoffs. Not trying to disrespect them, just trying to show, just trying to show what this team was, and they were bad. Now the Bucks, on the other hand, we got to see what happens to their center and right tackle. They got hurt during the game, but Tom Brady, Tom Brady was surgical. You know, twenty nine to thirty seven, two seventy one, two touchdowns. And the defense was playing hellacious football. Now, the other blowout, Big Ben, your ride is ended. It's over. Done. Because you got laid the smack down against the Chiefs. Ben threw it 44 times, two touchdowns, 215 yards. But their average was 7.4, which means he wasn't able to get the ball down the field. Um, you know, you know, uh, Juju came back and... You know, he really didn't do that much. But the story of the game was the Chiefs. After a rough start in the first half, they laid the smack down. Patrick Mahomes had five touchdowns in the next three quarters. They scored, they scored 42 points in 10 minutes. Let that sink in. Jared McKinnon seems like a revelation. He was, he was a beast. He had six receptions for 81 yards and in the backfield and then rushed for 12 carries for 61 yards. So McKinnon played well. Travis Kelsey played well. Tyreek did what he needed to do. And that defense, they just played well. Now, they played the Buffalo Bills, and I'll talk about them a little later. Actually, shoot, I'm going to talk about them right now. Y'all seen what the Bills did to the Patriots? They beat them like they stole something. They beat them like, like, like Craig beat Debo. They beat them so bad. They beat them so bad that everybody that was a Patriots fan turned to a Bucks fan overnight. It was bad. It was pitiful. It was, I, I've never seen a Patriots team get beat that bad. The last time I saw them get beat bad was the game they played against um, 
the Chiefs a couple of years ago when Alex Smith was still the quarterback and Trent Dilfer got on and said the Patriots dynasty is over. Nah, what the Bills did to them, they ended it. They finished it. Tombstone pile driver, F5, whatever finishing move shoot, they used the people's elbow. It didn't matter. The Buffalo Bills had the perfect offensive game. What am I saying? Every single time they had the ball, two things either happened. They scored a touchdown or they need the ball. So they need it at the half and they need it to end the game. Outside of that, they scored touchdowns on every single try. That's a perfect offensive day. Josh Allen looked like an MVP. Only missed four, four completions, five touchdowns, ran the ball also for 66 yards. Stephon Diggs was digging it. That defense was hellacious. Mac McCorkle Jones. You ain't Mac Jones no more. You're McCorkle Jones. Had picks left and right. Micah Hyde had one of the best defensive plays I've seen in a long time. And the Buffalo Bills beat them to submission. They beat them badly. Not no, oh, they just, no, they got Molly Watt. They got destroyed. They got ramrodded. They got whatever word, whatever adjective you want to use. That's what happened to the New England Patriots. And guess what? I'm happy. I'm very, very happy that it happened. That was the best game I watched all wild card weekend, including the Monday night, because I had a smile on my face from opening kickoff to the end of the game where Josh Allen took the knee. Lord, have mercy on the Patriots. Actually, no. Continue. I wish the Buffalo Bills had dropped 60 on them. This is for everybody. This ain't just for the Bills. This is for the Jets. This is for the Dolphins. Everybody except them for the New York Giants. They laid the smack down on the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. It ain't fun now, is it? It ain't fun now, is it? With no Tom, big Tom Brady behind you. It ain't fun now, is it? Yeah, get used to this smackdown. And hopefully my Jets and my and the Dolphins could join the party next year. Now, let me calm down a little bit. Center myself. One of the best games of Wild Card Weekend, outside the Bills laying the smackdown on the Patriots, was the Las Vegas Raiders of Cincinnati. Shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. 31 years without getting a playoff win, and they finally get one. I told y'all they was going to win. I told y'all it was going to be a close game. Derek Carr was driving that car, trying to get to the divisional round. Stop, halt. The Bengals stood up. They rise, and they ended their season. Shout out to my cousin, Rashad. He's been on the show before. I know he's really happy right now. So if you're listening, once again, congratulations. Joe Burrow was sensational. Two touchdowns, even though that one touchdown should have been called back. Didn't turn the ball over. I told you everything runs on Joe. Joe Nixon played well in spots, but Jamal Chase. Man, that Chase bank is always open. And that man, he reminds me of Anquan Bolden. That's what his comp is to me. So far, his rookie season has been sensational. But that defense to me was the story. They led that team to victory, in my opinion. Derek Carr threw a pick through a 30, uh, 54 times. It, was, it didn't seem like they was able to get a rhythm. Yeah, they was able to drive the ball, but they wasn't able to score. 
And I thought the defense would give up more than 19 points, but they stood up and showed out. And now they got a date with the number one seed in the Tennessee Titans. So we'll see what happens. Before I get into the my predictions for the divisional round, I do want to talk about some head coaching news. So, so David Culley, the coach for the Houston Texans, was relieved of his duties. He was fired after one season, after going 4-13 with Deshaun Watson not being there, with um, one of the worst rosters in football, uh, a whole situation that needed a calm voice. And I thought that he overachieved that team because I didn't think the Texans were going to be good at all. Them winning four games is a revelation. They beat the San Diego Chargers to end the season um, on the road, which is very impressive to me. But David Culley was led astray, flat out deceived, run amok, and betrayed by the Houston Texans. MLK Day was just yesterday. And we are still fighting for just equality and fair opportunities. David Culley was given an opportunity essentially to be a babysitter for one year, not to be a head coach, but to be a babysitter to hold down the fort for one year. Now he's getting paid handsomely for that one year because he's getting $22 million. But at the end of the day, he's been working his whole life to try to be an NFL coach head coach at that and he got it for one year and exceeded expectations yet you still fired him i'm sorry that is bogus dan quinn the dc coordinator for the for the dallas cowboys is turning down interviews for head coaching jobs turning down interviews saying no nah, i ain't gonna I ain't going to interview with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kellen Moore, who is, is viewed as a genius, is getting head coach coaching interviews. Yet Eric Bieniemy, who's had a top five offense in the last five years, has not been given an opportunity to be a head coach. There's only one black head coach in a sport that's dominated by black men, and that is Mike Tomlin. And he's the only coach that I can remember that came into the situation with a with a with a uh, prominent uh, front office, a, an established quarterback, and talent. And guess what he did? A couple of years in, won a Super Bowl. A couple of years after that, went to another one. Never had a losing season. Brian Flores, coach of the Miami Dolphins, has turned that organization around in terms of making sure that they are respectable, gets fired after three years. Reminds me of the Coach Caldwell situation in Detroit Lions where he was there for a couple of years, got them to the playoffs, and then fired him for Matt Patricia, and then they couldn't smell the playoffs. Black coaches left and right there are good candidates. Todd Bowles, Eric Bieniemy, Brian Leftwich. I go on and on and on. Brian Flores. There's about seven, eight jobs available right now. You owners need to be able to pick the best candidate, not the people that you like, not the guys that you'll have a beer with. 
the best candidates. Chicago, you need a leader. Oakland, Las Vegas, you need a leader. Miami, you need a leader. You saw what Todd Bowles did with that defense last season. You saw what Egg Enemy has been doing with that offense. You saw what Brian Leftwich did with that offense. Start hiring these black coaches. There's a lot of black assistants, but there's not enough black coaches. And we need black coaches leading these black men moving forward. Now, for the divisional rounds of the playoffs, I'm going to give you all my prediction. Let's start off with the first game on Saturday. It's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals against the Tennessee Titans. You know who I got? I'll tell you who I got. The Tennessee Titans. They're a really good team. They're, they're a sound team. They can play some defense. I think the Cincinnati Bengals have had a magical year. Shout out to Joe Burrow, Jamal Chase, and that crew. Everything runs on Joe. Don't forget about Joe Nixon. Um, that defense with Jesse Bates, they've played well. They played adequate at times, but I think the Tennessee Titans, this is their time. They've been one of the more impressive teams flying under the radar and Let's just call it what it is. Ryan Tannehill, Julio Jones, King Henry back, A.J. Brown. I think they're ready to poise and ready to take on um, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Tennessee Titans are good offensively. They're good defensively. I think they're going to play very well. They can score the football, but then they're six in, in points allowed. I also think, you know, the – Tennessee Titans can take the ball away. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow in particular, he's thrown, he's thrown some picks, but I think that's more to do about the fact that they can, uh, they throw a lot. Um, and the Tennessee Titans, they control the ball. If you control the ball, you control the clock. If you control the clock, you have an opportunity to win at the end. And I think the Tennessee Titans will win. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blood or anything, but I think they're going to win. The second game, um, it's a rematch of the regular season and the NFC Championship game two years ago. You have the 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. The 49ers, to me, are the most dangerous team in, in all of the playoffs. Um, you saw what they did to the Dallas Cowboys, made them look like a bunch of bombs, um, which they are. But the Packers, they're a different beast. And Rodgers, I will say this. If the Green Bay Packers do not turn the ball over, they will win this game period. The 49ers are prone to turning the ball over. Jimmy G is going to turn the ball out all over at some point. Also, the Green Bay Packers get back to me, their second best player on their team. No disrespect to Devontae Adams, but David Batiari is the second best player on their team. They also get back Zadarius Smith. They also get back J.I. Alexander. They get back a bunch of players, and I think you add that to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. I think the NFC Championship game is played in Green Bay, and I have the Green Bay Packers winning. But this one will be a close one. I think they win 28-24. The other game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I've said it before, during the preseason, the Los Angeles Rams are going to go to the Super Bowl. So they're going to have to go through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They beat them in the regular season. They mollywopped them. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have lost players. They've lost A.B., Chris Godwin. Now you have just, you know, Mike Evans. And I think Mike Evans one-on-one -on -one with Jalen Ramsey. Who are them other receivers? 
And I think the key to the game is Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald against that that offensive line of the Tempe Buccaneers. If the if the Rams get four sacks, I think they win. There's no way if ands or buts about it. Now the Rams offense against the Bucks defense, what the Bucks did to the Eagles, I don't I don't take too much stock into that. But what I will take stock into is if they can do this to the Rams. If the Rams can't run the ball, get that play action, those deep crossing routes, Cooper Cup, because nobody can guard him on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And OBJ, you saw what he did uh, last night. I think he can come out and show out against this game as well. So I have the road team. I have the Los Angeles Rams beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and heading to the NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field. And we'll see if that happens. I like my chances as long as the, the Rams are healthy, the Bucs are vulnerable right now, and we'll see what happens. And the last game, the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not going to lie to you. This one is close. This one is real close. I just saw what the Buffalo Bills did to the New England Patriots. They beat the living heck out of them. They beat them to submission and then some. They, they, they destroyed them. They embarrassed them. And yes, the Chiefs beat the Steelers too in, in convincing fashion. But the way the Bills did that, and mind you, these teams played before in KC, and KC got ramrodded. So I'm going to go with the road team. I'm going to go with the Bills. So I got the Bills versus the Titans in the AFC Championship game, and I got the Rams versus the Packers in the NFC Championship game. I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek, but I got to see y'all beat the Bills. And I know y'all did it last year, so I hope y'all could do it this year, but, man, the Bills just, they just look like the best team in football. They're the number one defense in football. Josh Allen playing like an MVP. And Stephon Diggs, y'all ain't got no match for him. Not saying that they got a match for Tyreek or Travis. So that's what I got, y'all. We'll see if I continue on my winning streak. And, yeah, see y'all next week. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments.